Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli, and today we are coming from the Children's Museum of Houston in Houston, Texas, with Success with Style. Hi, everyone. I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we have a special guest today. I'm so excited about this, Rob. Her name, well, you only you should only go by one name, like mm-hmm. Madonna and Sting, but we'll say your whole name. Contessa. Contessa. <laughs> Danae the Contessa. Get to know her, people. Ida Garten better watch out. <laughs> Danae Cremosta, who is... Uh, a woman with the most stuff. <gasps> yeah. Okay, that's gonna that's, go, that's gonna go viral. I just have a feeling about that. That's gotta Welcome. be the new tagline. Thank We're you. We're so it's, glad you're here. I love being here on this gorgeous day in Houston. It's so beautiful here in your international city that we were talking about before we went on air. You guys are rocking right now, and you're rocking because you own the Vintage Contessa Boutique, which helps this city stay more beautifully dressed than anywhere else I know. Oh well, thank you. It's true. We are loving uh being in such a international city yeah we were just talking about all of my friends and clients and associates it's it's a great place there's every time we get together i just left a luncheon and there are people from all over the world and because of that we have incredible inventory we've bought from all over the world that's right you're you're global baby we are (laughs) we are (laughs) traveling around the globe buying and then sometimes we get really lucky we don't even have to leave our office people just come in with amazing pieces that they've bought from their travels well i think that's why you're so successful part of your success along with your great energy is that you have this really pristine eye for vintage pieces that people can love again Yes, and I love the part that it's paying back to the environment. Now we're all yes. concerned about the environment. Absolutely. Right. And you do not sell straws, I hope. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> no straw island at the Vintage no straws Contessa. Uh-uh. We do not give them out with our drinks. Yeah. We do not do that. But the funny story is I had a career prior to being the Vintage Contessa. Yeah. I worked with my family's marble and granite company. And what you might Sounds not like a solid business. Uh, (laughs) I will be here all night people it was stone cold awesome (laughs) no 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 that was really cheesy um anyway um so when I worked with my family business um about 15 years ago the green building initiative was really strong and I was one of the first women in the state of Texas to become a a USGBC um green certified wow. individual so oh, cool i learned so much about off-gassing and um buying things local right. and not throwing things away and reusing it yeah. and it's truly became more a part of my life mm-hmm. and as i evolved into this business i can know that if i'm taking a piece from someone and moving it on to the next person we're all encouraging people to have product that lasts longer on this earth absolutely and you know what's interesting to me we were talking about stone and marble and i had this conversation recently whenever i am around uh carrera or any other sort of marble right i'm very mindful that this has been on the planet for millions of years so keep it all in perspective because it's seen a lot more than you have lance that's (laughs) that's kind of my life lesson right it's true though you know it is and it's so um we actually would travel to the city of Marina di Carrara mm-hmm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Rob and I fell in love with the neighboring city called Forte de Marmi. And yeah. it's the Fort of Marble. But to go and see these mountains, it looks like there's yeah. snow in the summer. It's not snow. Because it's white they, marble. Yeah. Yeah. And, incredible. and where they extract it and that 
it goes into a block and then comes to us and then ends up in your home. It's a miracle. It's all really a fascinating process. Yeah. So I went from big rocks to smaller, but still kind of sizable. She rocks. says, <laughs> as she points, and that leads us to Rob, her handsome and talented husband. Yes, who is uh, who great, is also great first name by the way. Yeah. Yes, oh. Rob and Rob. Yeah. Yes, we gotta love all the Robs in our life. He started as a kid, being a dorky kid, coin collector yeah. at age six. I was that dorky kid too. And, you and were? stamps. Oh yeah, heck yeah. I mean, it just pays off to be yeah. a dorky kid. That's right. And then in high school, he started selling Rolexes, and he moved on to college trading diamonds mm-hmm. at CU in Boulder. So I think he was also doing a little skiing and fishing right. while he was selling diamonds and right. Rolexes. Ski and sell, ski and sell. Yes, but uh, <laughs> it took him six years to get out, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, it's truly a passion for both of us. We love it, and uh, he's definitely uh, so knowledgeable on how to buy yeah. and sell and we travel he just got back from hong kong we're in miami we're right. in new york busy international we're, jet setters yeah. is what i call that well it sounds more glamorous it's actually a lot of schlepping a lot of packing and unpacking yeah. and as yeah. you guys know i mean it's mm-hmm. fun but yeah. it's, it's it's it takes work it does you and learn to drop and roll clothes in a suitcase faster than most humans can and things that are you know can be worn or converted or whatever for many occasions Yes, and that's this summer. I'm our daughter's going to summer camp in Switzerland, and I'm staying in Europe for a month. So I've been planning oh, in darn. my head. I'm I sorry know. that works out that way. That <laughs> I have a lot of princess problems, and I'm that's sure. the top one. <laughs> no, um, so I've been thinking a lot about like how do I pack in a suitcase and move around mm-hmm. with clothes for a month, and I'll be videoing every day and instagramming every right. day and make it look duty. yes yeah. Yeah. so so it has to be kind of different right it, so i need to be able to change it up and i think accessories, accessories. do that yeah. i think like you mentioned even though it's so hot here a woman in houston always has a jacket or a light sweater mm-hmm. because of air conditioning right. so i think it's about layers yeah. um right I, scarves layers yeah. accessories yes. now you can take a few bags if you want I will definitely tell us about, be tell us about the bag business. It's bags. phenomenal that purses have gained the stature they have. We were talking well, about yeah, that the and other day. I, I'm almost curious because of the way bags are now. When when how much more are they to sell than like you purchasing them or someone purchasing them new back in the day? Let's say you had a bag from like the 70s. How much more expensive are they now? The those same vintage bags than, than they were when people purchased them then. Well, that's so crazy because, for example, I got into the bag business because my dad going to Italy when I was a kid, he would stop at duty free and buy Bingo. a Gucci bag for mm. me and my mom, which was right, my which was a newly love. American brand back then, right? I mean, yeah. oh, we had yes. just discovered it. You, yeah. we weren't wearing Gucci. Yeah. I wasn't wearing Gucci. Yeah. Everyone I knew was wearing Dooney Burke. Right. That was right. the the yeah. thing in the day. Yeah. And I had a Gucci bag. And the crazy thing is, my mom who is much more thrifty than me, saved the Gucci bag. And last night at a Crime Stoppers event, I wore one of the Gucci bags my dad bought for my wow. mom cool. in the 80s Great. out, and it still looked amazing. Yeah. And I think he probably paid $100 for it. Maybe less than a hundred dollars. Right. And if you keep them in great condition, yeah. if someone brought that back in for me to buy it, mm-hmm. I would probably pay five hundred for right. it. Right. Yeah. So it is interesting to see how it's evolved. I think a Chanel bag back in the eighties was maybe eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and now a new Chanel bag can be they're around forty eight hundred up to sixty eight hundred, depending yeah. upon the size. 
And the same with Hermes. It went from being, even my first Hermes bag was my push present. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I think it was 5,800 and now the same bag retails for 10,5. So it's really, uh, you can't look at it as an investment, but if you buy a piece and keep it well, it holds its value. And that's also the other thing that we're saying. I, I've told my husband their investments, but I don't know that that's totally I think, a truth. I think, many, <laughs> I think many wives have had that conversation with many husbands. Yes, and one of my favorite posts on Instagram is, God, if I die, I hope my husband doesn't sell my bags for what I told him I paid oh. for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. In fact, did you trend with that? That sounds like something exactly. you would post, right? I think it maybe appeared on my, my Instagram it feed oh, at some funny. point. Well, what do you, what do you consider? Consider the original it bag. Where do you think it all began? I have an answer to that, but I want to hear your thoughts. For me, my first it bag was the Fendi baguette. I don't. That is the correct answer. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. For one hundred dollars, people. Well, it costs a lot more then. I know. Now, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> that that, that so was it. That started the craze. Yes, yeah. and my first Fendi bag came from Italy, and it was six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And ironically, Rob and Bella and I, my Rob. Not your Rob. Yep. Uh, was <laughs> we're in New York, and we happened to walk by Fendi, and we got to go in, and they were doing a ode to the baguette bag. Right. And we walked through, and they had the one, the purple one that SJP wore in yep. Sex in the City. Yep. And uh, so what my blog post this month is on the Fendi bag, oh, the fantastic. It bag. I'll and then I also that. talk about Carl yeah. passing and how he yeah. was. We loved the Lagerfeld and how Legendary. he was at Fendi and some people that I say that to didn't even realize he was at Fendi. I oh, guess really? they think he was the face of Chanel and they they're think not of fashion it, scholars like you are. I know. It's well, you are. And, and I think people and I think it's kind of why like even like in television where people get typecast, they like to think of people because there's so much information out there for a thing or a specific thing. So it's just easier for people to say mm-hmm. Lagerfeld's a Chanel guy, not mm-hmm. realizing that mm-hmm. there was this whole incredible body of work and career before. Uh, you know, before hello, Chanel. he was at Dior. I know. Originally, I mean that's a pretty I know. amazing pedigree to begin with, right? And I mean, there's probably some listener who there's some listener listening right now who probably too many. Didn't know that's that. my problem. That's too the many. Thing, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're trying to change the world, one stylish <laughs> guest at a time. Yes, just keep that education going. That's right. Oh, Danae, you're so funny. All right, so how did you fir- earn your first dollar? At the Marble and Granite Company. Okay. Back in the day, we did back Terrazzo in the, family biz. Okay. in the family biz. I would. I make still love Terrazzo, by the way. It is. Bring it back. It's on its way back. Oh, thank yeah. God, I love it. It is. Grew up with it's it, that it. 70s feel. I mean, yeah. I had right. it in our house growing up. Yeah. Uh, but I would make rock sample kits. So I say oh. I went from the rock samples to now my blingier rocks. Your other <laughs> Diamonds, yeah. all that, yes. Fantastic. So yes. what did that teach you? Obviously, being in a family business teaches you that you continued in the family business. But what values did you learn from earning your own money initially? I just think it gives you the value of a dollar. And we're actually having Bella save for her first car and help pay for it. And Amen. so she's been That's saving so great. Good. for her car since she was five. Great. And when she was five, she got a dollar a year per week for her allowance. So it was $5. Now yeah. she's 11. It's okay. 11 a week. Yeah. And she's been saving up. So we're great. matching it. And my half parents and are doing it. That's the way yeah. I did it too. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but I, um, I think that 
just knowing that value and having to save yeah. up for things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think one of my greatest moments is we, my father has done incredibly well from where he came from. He was, he's the son of a Sicilian immigrant. Mm -hmm. He lived in Bryan, Texas. We yeah. had a conversation this morning. Mm. He couldn't date cer certain girls. He couldn't be on certain teams mm. as a young Italian boy. Right in the wow. 60s and in Bryan, uh, Texas and Bryan, Texas. Wow. And so um, anyway, I he grew this amazing business. But in the 80s, things happened and we had a lot right. of employees and we didn't cut back quick enough and yep. things weren't going as well. Sure. And I had to get a second job in college. Yeah. And then I needed more money and I, he didn't have it to give me and I got a third job. Yep. So I remember I was sweeping the floor at a Double Dave's Pizza place, mm. and a girl from my high school walked in and said, Danae Cangelosi is sweeping the floor. And I held my head up and I said, yes, I am. Good for and you. And that's my story today is that I want our daughter and I want everyone that I ever talked to about success or leadership to know that I'm still sweeping the floor and I'm still the one willing to do anything that has to be right. done. And that, to me, is what really makes the difference in yeah. someone achieving any level of success i think so too and i think that uh, we've talked about this before that you know people being flexible with what their talents are right i mean your name is on the door but you're also sleep sweeping the floor i mean that's a yeah. flexibility that i think um helps success become su more successful at a higher level is being able to be that flexible and adaptable and to be able to turn on a dime and be able to do whatever it takes well, yes. Another thing we started in this direction in December with some things we were doing with the consultant. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. uh, bringing back an old employee that I'd worked with in the past didn't work out. And now I'm at a place that it's even better than I even imagined it. And right. so I think that that's also the key is that you have a plan, you have a vision and you have a way of getting there but that every yeah. day you're willing to divert that vision to whatever. I mean, podcast, who even knew what a podcast right. was right. a few years ago? Yeah. Like what every, it's just constantly the world's changing yeah. at an instant. Um, our city changed uh, the day after the day Harvey hit us. Right. Yes. We were changed forever. It yeah. just shows you mm -hmm. the vulnerability of of um, a business, of families, of your home, and yeah. it gives you this perspective of being willing and able to change. Mm -hmm. How do you marry the soft touch component of your business with the high touch of social media and getting your message out? How do you do that? I know that you're active in the community and you're your own ambassador, you're your own best spokesperson, but how do you, how do you, how do you balance that? It seems pretty tough. It is, but I love it. I mean, I um, I need more downtime than my husband. He could go 24-7. I yeah. need to have time that I can think and process. And, and breathe, right? Yes. I yeah. started right. yoga, and I'm doing more medita meditation and prayer, and I'm trying Good. to carve out one of my goals for 2019 was to not plan so much mm. that I have a moment to have something happen that yeah. was right. unplanned. Yeah. But I'm so committed to... Uh, creating safe schools in Houston and to stopping sex trafficking. And every day I just find that I just left a luncheon today talking about the children of incarcerated um, people in the state and how hard it is for them mm -hmm. to overcome. And you're just, yeah. if you're open to it and you hear it, 
I mean, what I do selling bags and jewelry, that doesn't change the world. But I feel like my discipleship can be what I do with my energy and my time and my voice. And if people are looking to me for fashion advice, and that's our podcast, we're talking about fashion, but we're also talking about what really matters right. in life and your family and your faith and mm -hmm. your friends and how you keep all that going. So I find that even though people stereotype people of fashion as being shallow or all consumed with themselves, <coughs> Those are the people really making the changes in our city. Mm -hmm. Those are the women yeah. coming together and the men. Yeah. And we together, as we're shopping, as we're talking about, we can be talking about something serious and go, oh, my gosh, what, what, tell me about your new piece of jewelry. But then get back to something meaningful. Right. And in the end, we want to have meaning in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's easy for me to keep pushing because yeah. I believe in that as right. much as I believe in being a mom and being a wife as I believe in being a community advocate. Well, you certainly proved that. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and just to go back to the whole, to the whole passion, passion bit and really with style to me, and we've had a lot of our guests say that the one thing style is, is confidence. And when you feel confident, you're able to be more successful and you are able to give back. So to me, I see the two and I can very easily see why they're both passions of yours because one really can help be a pipeline to the other. And I think people buy from people. I mean, there's certainly yeah. a lot of mm -hmm. big companies. Look at Amazon. You're not buying from a person there. But I've found that for our clients, they want, they like that. I'm there. I know their name. I talk to them. They can connect with me. Right. I'm yeah. out in the community. They, And then they know I'm also real and that I'm not going to run off with their money. That's a hard right. thing when you buy from eBay and it's right. pre-owned. Yeah. You're like, Who's this person? Are they yeah. going to be around? Am right. I going to? Is it going to be fake? And, right. Uh, so yes, I think that it um, it's part of who I am as a person, and I hope that people see that as real and authentic too. I think they do. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Speaking of real and authentic, who were some of your real and authentic style icons growing up, and how is that? How have they? Maybe it's the same ones now, but who are they now? Well, I have to start with my sweet mom, who actually always yes, starts with the mom. It does. Always, always. Who, who yeah. shopped at TJ Maxx and Wieners, and I'd always be so mad at her that she dragged me to Wieners instead of to Neiman Marcus. Wieners is a Houston-based brand. Yes, it was. Yeah. For those who don't know, but um, she never left the house without full makeup and a matching handbag and shoe, and sometimes the belt match too, mm -hmm. and that was just who she was. Yeah. And I grew up watching that. So I've actually so attention to detail, really. It is, yeah. and I still love those vintage. I love Audrey Hepburn for her black dress and her flats, right. and I love mm -hmm. Jackie O for those big glasses and the scarf wrapped around her head. And I went to Capri a couple of years ago. Yeah. I get to go back, and I just like when I'm there, I'm like. I'm channeling Jackie <laughs> O walking where she walked. OMG. That's awesome. Yes. And um, and then Grace Kelly. I mean, the Kelly yeah. bag, the Van Cleef and Arpel. There's so many brands that we carry oh. that, um, that uh, these women carried. And I also love and feel that I mimic that or try to. That I like trends, but I really believe in like the timeless things. And mm -hmm. I feel like any of those women throughout the ages, if you took a picture and plopped them in a room wearing that outfit today, right. they'd still look incredible yeah. and appropriate and so fashionable. Yeah. 
I completely agree. And what do you, what do you see coming out of fashion, let's say today, that you think could be timeless in 20, 30, oh, 40, question, 50 well. years? Hmm. That's hard. Well, like I love the things that I love for this season are the more retro things like polka dots or yeah. plaids. But I think the thing that makes it more or current. Hearts. Hearts. I'm wearing hearts. But what Danae I'm is wearing a, a, flo a floor-length heart-shaped ball gown, people, <laughs> um, <laughs> and white satin gloves to go with it, and lots of bling, that and a Chanel the, jacket. That is the funniest <laughs> thing. When I was featured on Joyce Zewing's uh, uh, style magazine mm -hmm. shoot, I wore a ball gown. She's like, oh, my God. I've never walked in and seen someone in a ball gown. I'm getting this is me. <laughs> walk into Vintage Contessa this afternoon and you will still be in a ball gown. And I you're talking to two people who have never met a ball gown they didn't like. That's so right. That's right. I just think, why not? If you're going to dress, why not just Absolutely. dress? Amen to that. I, and I do love dresses. But um, but I like now, I think the modern thing that we're doing that we not we used to not do, like today, I'm not matching my shoe and my handbag. I'm mm -hmm. mixing that up. And today I'm not, although this season you're seeing more monochromatic looks and the yes. neutrals are yeah. the all pink or the all right. white. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm seeing like today I have on a tweed jacket and different textures and my dress was made to look like two pieces, but, and it's all mixing. So mm -hmm. that's the stretch for me is to break out of those old things that I learned yeah. years ago is right. that you match your handbag and your, uh, right. shoe and all that now you're not supposed to do that so well, things evolve and you evolve yes with them. people evolve right but i do um like i just bought a polka dot blouse from hunter bell but i feel like it's so right. last season i feel like it's so modern and i'll be wearing it for the next 10 seasons right. probably yes. mixed with whatever's on trend right and that's what i try to do is i've really built a wardrobe of pieces um and i certainly shop at zara i do for my mm -hmm. daughter but I believe in pieces that last mm -hmm. yes. and and mixing those together and putting the unexpected Chanel jacket with the t-shirt and ripped jeans and flats right. mm -hmm. and yeah. a set of pearls right. and wearing it in that unexpected way. Yeah. How much do you think the advent of social media has changed? Like you said, your purse matching your shoes as an example. How much do you think that's influenced the less rigidityness of doing things like that? from a fashion perspective? I think the power of influencers and bloggers is fascinating. Uh, we just saw it this week. Um, we had um, a darling girl come in and post on um, social media, um, Margaret, and she had 500 people came to our site because she posted Great. in a story that she was coming in, came into our office. So I think it's really yeah. amazing to um, the the influence they have. And I think so many people go to social media to look for that. And I know for me, I look at Pinterest mm -hmm. right. as much as I look at social media. Yeah. And I see things that I like that style. Mm -hmm. And then I don't go buy that brand, mm -hmm. but I try to shop my closet and put that together and then know what piece I need to add to my wardrobe right. to get that same look. Mm -hmm. So I I love it. Yeah. But I still pull magazines. I'm still the girl right. that gets magazines and you're pulls our girl. out the you're pages. Our girl. Yes, I mean, if I'm on a, a plane next to you, you're so annoyed because I'm <laughs> ripping out the pages <laughs> and saving them. Right, and, right. And then I go through every season and I look through them again. Yeah. And then I throw away what I think doesn't make sense or put on the bottom. 
So I just, I feel like all that inspires us mm -hmm. right. to what we're doing and gives us the creativity to feel open to be our own person. And I think that's the thing that is hardest when you start is that you feel willing to take the risk. Yes. Now I am where I am, but I feel like I went to events where they're like, who's that girl over there in the crazy outfit? Who does she think she is? And I'd walk up and go, hi, I'm the vintage Contessa. <laughs> right. and they're like, well, that's who she is. <laughs> it works in your favor. I don't think people are saying that. I think they want to know who you are because of your great style. Speaking of which, you know, one of my favorite questions that we ask here is because you are out and about and very sociable and you've known lots of great people who are five people you would have at a dinner party uh, from history famous infamous family you name it who would you have at your dinner table okay so Rob? i am a strong person of faith so i would say jesus christ would okay. be the first person yep. um i just mentioned earlier uh, i met one of the most amazing women I think who's inspired me the most, Joanne King Herring. Mm -hmm. yes. I actually her. had her over at a dinner party with a priest that remarried us from the Vatican. Oh wow. And my podcast co host Runya and my parents and oh my gosh, that was one of my favorite dinner parties I've sounds ever hosted. Amazing. Wow, that sounds wow. wonderful. And she's just her stories and she's but once to hear about other people, we're like, mm -hmm. we don't want to talk. We want to hear about She's you. She's genuinely interested. Yeah, she really in is. Which is, I think, a key to her success. Yeah. She asks. She knows how to ask questions, and she's genuinely interested. Makes she a difference. Is. Uh, and then uh, Brene Brown. Yeah. Houstonian. Mm -hmm. yes. My daughter knows that my goal in life to feel successful is to have Brene Brown's cell phone in my uh, my phone. Oh, then perfect. I will know yeah. that we're friends enough that I she will give it to me. you after we go off air. Okay. <laughs> that she trusts me enough. But she actually is her words of um, of vulnerability mm -hmm. because um, I'm Sicilian, Irish, very passionate yeah. type A, and her I, I don't like to be vulnerable. I like to be in charge. And she really changed my life and opened right. me up to a lot of things. Because of her books that you've read? Yes, the, the books I've read, seen. the interviews yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Um, she spoke at the Women's Home. Mm -hmm. um, I've chaired events for them because I really believe that uh, we change our community by inspiring people to overcome their adversity. Absolutely. And she's um, what she teaches there to the women there who've been through abuse or addiction mm -hmm. really changes their life. Yeah. And then I just have to say this because it's the person who introduced us, Shelly the boy, oh. Shelly Tarkington. Oh, he always makes me laugh. Oh. I know. I love Shelly. So I had to give him a shout out yeah. in some way. Go Shell. Hope you're great. And all, <laughs> your, <laughs> and all your kids now. Yeah, we love Shelly. Yeah. But every time I see him, he likes to pick me up and throw me up. You know, he does yeah. that throw oh, yeah. up uh, oh, yeah. over the head oh, and yeah. dancing, that's, twirling that's thing. That's how he rolls. Yes, exactly. I so knew Shelly when he, the first night he learned the running man when it was a brand new dance. So. <laughs> That's how far back I go with him. <laughs> <laughs> I also call him lovingly Shirley. Oh. Or he's the King Globbler because he was the quarterback at, right. uh, in Quero uh, High. Quero That's High right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so sorry to <laughs> go back. But so I just love people who I love who've been in my life. They don't have to be famous. They just make me smile or yeah. make me grow. Right. So it's. Was that five? I think that's yeah, I think eight. we were there. I, I think, think there's a lot of there. <laughs> a lot of big personalities <laughs> in that. Yeah. table full of big personalities. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of people that, you know, you said inspire you and make you laugh, what is a piece of advice you would give to a creative entrepreneur who's wanting to start their own endeavor? Because like you yourself. came from, you came from 
one material to another, but n- the first material that you worked with, no one would really think of in the creative realm. Yes. So I think the hardest thing for me was I have so much vision mm-hmm. and idea of what I want, and I really like luxury, but I had a, a beer budget on a... Uh, the champagne uh, taste. Yeah. Champagne yeah. taste. <laughs> so I think that's the hardest part for an entrepreneur and a creative person is like coming up with a budget that mm-hmm. you really stay with mm-hmm. and coming up with a plan that keeps that in mind. I know something that I would have would have greatly hindered my progress would have been to go out on my own and get the space I wanted to rent and to create it to be this space to sell in and hire a lot of employees, it would have inhibited my ability to be successful. And my husband, who had been in the business already and who had achieved great success in the wholesale industry, was really instrumental in in keeping me in line with uh, focus on how to grow and the speed to grow. And then I would also say what I said before is, having a plan but be willing to change it mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> and, and that's flexibility well flexibility yeah. that's a good point but also with rob it, it wasn't that he tried to stifle your creativity he channeled it so he that did. your, your he creative said, juices okay went. so show me the numbers he wouldn't yeah. say no he's mm-hmm. like well show me the numbers and i'd run the numbers of getting a space and then having a security guard we're in a secure building and people say well why don't you have a walk-up space we're in a secure building right. We um, are open Monday through Friday, and we have the weekends off. I mean, mm-hmm. we if you, we're friends, you know I'll text at yeah. 5 in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. And we work all the time, but to right. have to be in a retail space yes. was different than our plan because we also were wholesalers. So right. it's hard to be everything yeah. to everyone, and yes. you're going to get a lot of advice, and you're going to want to do a lot of things to please everyone. Yeah. But I think to stay true to your vision and to have someone that you trust as a partner – to be there to bounce it off or mm-hmm. even if they're not a partner to have yeah. someone that can help you as a mentor yes. in your decision making that has already achieved success because I really know what I know again going back to Brene Brown because I failed so many times mm-hmm. and I think that's the only way that you Failure truly become yes. it is it if really you're not is. failing she says if you're not failing you're not trying hard enough mm-hmm. and that there there right. were um companies that invest in other companies and say well if you've never gone bankrupt we're not going to invest in you but it's a it's a newer mentality but i believe that like i started going doing trunk shows and packing up my car and taking the bags and jewelry and setting up and selling one bag or selling nothing and so it's just evolved you have to be willing to try things Mm -hmm. and then also just do what you love so you're not working as much I can work right. every yeah. day because I love it, right? And I'm passionate about it. Yeah, like you guys, you yeah, it's work, but it's you love eight. it. Of course, yes. Yes. you have to. I think that passion shows through. Certainly, with with your the, what you carry, what you choose, what you select from bling to to Rolexes to purses. I mean, that really right. shows through. Yeah, yeah, the passion. No, it absolutely does. And what is the one thing that failures taught you? That I can, here's a Texas saying, I can pull myself up from my bootstraps and go on. <laughs> I mean, I that's what I'm trying to do yeah. again. Sorry, Brene yeah. Brown. I'm quoting you all the time. But I met her one time at a dinner, and I got to sit next to her, and I said, okay, I'm a mom. I want to know how to raise a kid and do the right thing. What can I do? And she goes, teach her to be scrappy. Yeah. 
And I said, well, my husband and I are scrappy, but I certainly don't want, need to teach her to be scrappy. And she said, yes, you do. When you want to save her, don't save her. Let her mm -hmm. fail. Yeah. Let her fall. Let right. her. And I just think that's part of the process. Yeah. As those yeah. skin knees just make us who we are. And right. I, um, I was actually, I'm actually divorced. I was married for a year. And I tell Rob, he's the best husband I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes failure even helps That's your right. spouse. That is true. That's right. Because <laughs> you have a comparative analysis. Right. 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 That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Words of wisdom by a Brene Brown disciple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, awesome, uh, yeah. awesome. So we are almost out of time. Oh, come on, already? I know, already. <laughs> no way. I know. We've no been here way. for two hours. I can't believe it. And two hours and two days. It just seemed like that. We've had no, so much not fun at all. chatting with Danae. Not at all. So part <laughs> Irish, part Sicilian. Big reveal. <laughs> Very so Catholic, and I can definitely drink some wine or some whiskey. Uh, <laughs> I've heard, I've seen. <laughs> so we want to go a little bit bigger with the last question. Just yes. tell us what's one trait you think all design spaces have. Good energy. I think uh, what I really love when I walk in a space that I feel is, uh, I, I, and energy could be peace. Yes. It could be excitement. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, serenity. But just something that you feel. I think okay. that's what art is. I think that's what any creativity is. It creates an emotion. So yeah. I think that's would be what I say, energy. And one Fantastic. thing we forgot to say was congratulations on being the Fashion by Houston style setter for this past year. Oh, thank you. What a great honor. It was, and we got to work together with Crime Stoppers and share our story about what we're doing to help kids be safe in schools, and um, that was really beautiful to me. Yeah. And well, we know that Matt Swinney, the founder of Fashion by Houston, is a big fan of yours. He's an amazing man. I've been supporting him and working with him and um i just love that we can bring such a great fashion show to houston yeah. and showcase the women of houston who are doing and men who are doing yeah. mm -hmm. such significant things and again we're not just all about our clothes although we like our clothes oh, and i like your clothes yes, we i do. travel the world and i'm telling you these when you go to a charity event in houston yeah. you see fashion that you just don't see in other cities completely mm -hmm. agree we certainly in other countries too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We anywhere else states, really. Yeah. Take it seriously. We have our hair and our makeup done, mm -hmm. and everything is chosen. But we've got that smile on our face too, and I think right. that's that's what I love about my hometown. Yeah, is that you're resilient. Th the women and the town, you're resilient. We are, and our Astros. Hopefully, they will be again this year. <laughs> <laughs> they won it for us yeah. after Harvey, but um, yeah. yes, we're. Um, it's a it's a great place to raise a family and to own a business and to um, be able to work with people like Matt on such a great event. I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, and to be super stylish. Great town to be super stylish and like you prove every day. Oh, thank you. I love it. It's fun. Well, great. Well, we're so glad you were here. We're going to sign off now. I'm Lance Avery Morgan. And I'm Rob Giardinelli signing off from the Children's Museum of Houston in Houston, Texas with Success with Style, reminding you that great style starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.